Hello, everyone. We are the ministry team at Evening Light Tabernacle in Menden, Louisiana. And we're glad that you joined with us here this evening for our time of discussion, round, round table to share about God's Word. We'd love it if you would um, share with your friends that we're on t today and let others know that we're um, alive and, and bringing a message tonight, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we're happy that you've joined with us in this discussion. And in our past sessions, we have talked about what defines the church. And we know there are uh, at least 41,000 different denominations that we have talked about. And each one of them have their doctrines and their beliefs and standards and views. And But, you know, Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. But today we have 41,000 different denominational branches that are all seemingly living off the life of Christ. How is this possible? How does this happen that we come to this point in, in time? When the first church uh, was born, it produced a certain kind of fruit, a certain kind of doctrine, right. a certain kind of life, because the life of Christ was in the church. Mm -hmm. And it produced miracles, signs, wonders, the power of God, the love of God, the doctrine of Christ. But in the uh, illustration that you used of organized religion today, it produ produces diverse doctrines, diverse life, diverse mm -hmm. nature, and directions. And it can be very confusing. That's true. It's kind of like the um, the citrus tree that we talked about. You know, it has um, many different branches that have been grafted by man into what we know as Christianity. Because in Christianity, I know Christ wanted one church, right? Right. And now we have 41,000 that have been grafted into that. And so off of one tree, for example, a citrus tree, you can have um, lemons and limes and kumquats and mand mandarins and satsumas and all different kinds of varieties that are grafted in there. But we know this, that if it was an orange tree to begin with, if that orange tree ever puts forth another branch, it would also have oranges. And the same would be true of Christianity, that, you know, if the... The original vine put forth a book of Acts. Then wouldn't, wouldn't then, uh, if it puts forth another branch, that it would also write another book of Acts behind it? Absolutely would. It would have to because it's the same life, and the same life's going to produce the same fruit. Mm -hmm. The signs, the wonders, and the life lived out of the believer. Mm -hmm. It's going to produce that because it's coming from that original vine. It would have to. And right. that's what they said in the book of Acts. The Bible said that uh, in the book of Acts, they called them Christians, and it said they perceived that Peter and John had been with Jesus. Yes. Because the works that Jesus was doing, they were doing now at the Gate of Beautiful. It was the same life, and it wasn't something they called themselves. People recognized this is the same life, the same fruit, mm -hmm. the same thing. Now there's just more. Right, when the... Life comes from the vine to the branches. It's, you know, with Peter, it was very amazing to see the difference it made in his life. You know, you had a man that went from denying Christ, uh, 
you know, the things that he'd done, the situations that he was in, you know, and, and Jesus would even say, get behind me, Satan, you know, things like that. Yes. And then he, but he comes to Pentecost and to the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, and the man gets up boldly. He denied in front of a, you know, one person there, denied Jesus, but now after the Holy Ghost came, the life coming through that vine Amen. into him, he gets up boldly and preaches a sermon and saves 3,000 3, people give the heart to He's God. He's a different person different. altogether. Totally he went from different. totally saying, I don't know him, just standing up there in Acts 2, 22 and proclaiming Jesus of Nazareth, a man, you know, approved. Called him you. out by name. That's right. Called him by name and said, by these signs and these wonders, you know, proved by God to you. Amen. And he wasn't no longer ashamed or afraid. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, so in the case of the vine, then Jesus was the original. And then from him, then after he ascended, um, there come a vine or a branch out of that vine, out of the root, which was Christ, which was a book of Acts church. I just wonder, you know, when we think of this, it, it just um, amazes me to, to think of it. You know, here was Jesus, men and women, men and women that were filled with the life of Jesus. Jesus men, Jesus women. I wonder what Satan really saw there when that, that day uh, when the upper room opened and they spilled out of there and they're speaking in other languages and all glorifying God. And, and now there's not just one Jesus, there's a 120 that have been birthed by the same spirit awesome. of Jesus, awesome. the same Holy Ghost. And what he saw on the day of Pentecost was the emergence of a victorious church. Wonderful. He, he saw the same thing that he saw when Jesus stepped out of the boat at the maniac of exactly. That's right. And that come charging up there to Jesus and he's looking, you know, no doubt looked in his eyes and said, what are you doing in there? Yeah. You know, <laughs> God had come into man and now, now it's not just Amen. one man, but many. Awesome. I like to think it was an emergency in hell that day. You know, here he is thinking he has victory and he stomped this one out. And in one day, not only was it 120, but by the end of the day, it was 3,120 yeah. in one day. So he saw men and women under the influence of something that had really never been seen before, except in Jesus Christ. Amen. And that they were under the influence of the Holy Ghost and the dynamic power of God was now flowing through their lives and gave them a boldness in their lives. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Amen. Well, the, Jesus was a man approved of God by signs, wonders, and miracles. Right. In other words, uh, Jesus never was a self-promoter. No. It was, he allowed God to promote him. And he said, if you don't believe me, believe the works, for they testify of me. Right. So God was approving the ministry of Jesus Christ. But on the day of Pentecost... We see a church approved of God by signs, wonders, right. and miracles. Yeah. The same God that, that vindicated Jesus Christ is now vindicating the church. And it's flowing through, and they are in fact the branch that bears the fruit. The vine don't bear the fruit. It's the branch that bears the fruit. Right. And it's the, bear, the branch that is manifesting the life of the vine. And now the energy is being poured into the church right. and this is God's desire to bear fruit and the people could glorify God to see God manifested in his people Amen. so easy to see in the book of Acts but so come to today if we're going to say we are the church or we're a part of that great body the church 
then it must be a church approved by God with the same signs, wonders, and miracles. If, he, if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he is the God that does not change, then the church cannot change. God would never change his pattern. Right. And that means that there must be an end-time church that he'll return for that is bearing the fruit of God. If an orange bears forth again, it comes, puts out a branch, it's going to be an orange. Amen. Very mm-hmm. simple type. Very simple, yes. Right. So all the other branches are given a false witness of the life of the vine because they're truly not of the vine. They're grafted in. I think that's what we're finding in our day. You said there's 41 different thousand, 41,000 different denominations grafted into this vine, which is Christ. We know that's Christ. So I believe, to me personally, I just think that it's men who may have gone before they were commissioned to do something for God, and they got ahead of the plan of God, and they've taken their own idea, and they made it fit into the vine versus allowing the vine just produce another branch through their life and through their ministry. And now that's why you find 41 different thousand denominations. Well, many of them started out, though, as true men that was moved by the Holy Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they, something became real to them. And, and they started out with a real sincere desire to serve God. But then, you know, as time went along and their followers then just kind of made a little uh, sect out of yeah. that move of God. Right. And, and they camped down on that rather than going on into the full gospel. So every one of these 41,000s have a, a portion of truth. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they, they have a, a truth that they were even founded on, but they fail to go into all of the truth and produce that very life of Christ. You know, um, this brings me to the scripture. When Peter, on the day of Pentecost, he referred back to the book of Joel. Yeah. And he said, as they, uh, you know, were some mocking, saying these people are full of new wine and so on. Well, then he said, but these are not drunk, as you suppose, seeing this is the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. So he could go back to the scripture and see where this move of God was in the scripture, where God had promised this, that he would promise a pouring out of God's spirit. And it said, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. Now, notice it is said, in the last days. And that last days covers 2,000 years of the times of the Gentiles where God has been pouring out his spirit. And so... You know, each one have received a measure of the Spirit. But this is a day and a time where God promises and calls for a full restoration. Amen. Amen. So he said, on my servants, on my my handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my Spirit. They shall prophesy. I'll show wonders in the heavens above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke, and the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon and the blood before that great and notable day of the Lord shall come, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. What a wonderful promise Amen. that is. Beautiful, wonderful. Brother Tim, do you believe that that, that scripture that, that Peter is quoting, he seems, to, uh, he seems to apply it to that day 
but he also seems to apply it to a future date. Do you believe that scriptures can be used more than once? Oh, yeah. The scriptures can have um, dual meanings dual and, and dual applications. Um, for example, um, he would use the scripture out of Egypt, have I called my son? Well, he called Israel out of Egypt. He called Jesus out of Egypt. We know when they took the young child in. So, and so, and I think even today that God still will apply that scripture because out of Egypt, out of bondage, out of sin, out of unbelief, out of sectarianism and denominationalism, he's calling his son, sons and daughters back to him. Amen. Amen. And like you said, calling his sons and daughters, there is not that you don't, we don't think that there's not sons and daughters of God within those 41,000 different denominations. But what, we, what we're saying is he's not calling those denominations, but he'll call people out of those denominations unto himself. That's right. And that's where we want to see people brought to, right? That's the only place true salvation is found is in Christ. And we can never substitute Christ for an organization or for any kind of program. It'll simply not work. So we must get the people to Christ as ministers of the gospel, as Christians that witness Christ to the world. The only place salvation can ever be found is in Christ. And I think any true minister, any true church, any true son or daughter of God will honestly point the people to Christ if they want to see people saved. That's true. A major failure. The failure of the modern church is getting people to church, but then not getting them to Christ. That's right. Get them in the pews, you invite them for some type of supper, some type of program, and they get them there, but then there's no nothing there to change that person's life because they're not pointing them to, to the power of Jesus Christ. Right. To true salvation. But if Christ is returning for a church, then we should earnestly contend for the faith that was delivered in that first church. That's what we should be fighting for, striving for, and reaching for. So really, I mean, if you get people to Christ, they'll come to church. That's that's right. There you go. I mean, you know. They'll bear forth fruit. They'll bear forth the fruit. I mean, that's what Jesus said, you know. And so that is the point, and that's the drive. That's everything that we want everything that we desire is to get people to Jesus Christ. Not to a creed, not to a dogma, not to a building, not to a church, but to Christ. And then if you get them to Christ, then you don't have to have all the programs and the, That's you know, the truth. to try to hold them. To try to hold them or get That's youth involved or get in. You get a young person to Christ, Hey, if he gets what what they got on the day of Pentecost, that's what, that's all, that's gets what they the got fire of God in his life, you know, the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. You won't have to beg him to, to worship. You won't no. have to beg him right. to come to church. Not at all. That, right. Yeah. It won't be programs that and, and uh, you know, entertainment that brings them. It, you won't need a rock and roll band. You won't, you need, won't need some artificial smoke. You'll have the glory of God in the Amen. church. That's right. Praise the Lord. And Amen. that's what we want to see is the glory of God working in the church. And they had that right there. And that's what we're talking about. They had it on the day of Pentecost. And we know they operated in it for a time. That's right. So so where did where did things turn? At what point do we start seeing that change? Because obviously between then and now there's this vast chasm between that church and what people call the church today. And surely it didn't happen overnight. Well, no, it didn't. You know, um, it didn't happen overnight. Um, 
But, you know, it, it happened where that Satan, remember I talked about how that he, he saw that book of Acts church and what he saw, he saw men and women powered and empowered. But what Satan also said, I want a church right. and I want this worship. And, and so, you know, the, the whole work of the, the devil has been to try to get himself into the church and defile it and make it lukewarm and turn the worship yes. away from the true God to himself. And, and so were that Satan, according to the Bible, would become the God of this right. evil age. Yes, sir. And he would be worshipped by millions. Yes, sir. And so it's, it's, um, it's a very bad thing that, that has happened that the church, because once you, once you get off the foundation, you lose that power. Right. There was numerous scriptures in the New Testament uh, prophesying and indicating that there would be a falling away. So it was no surprise to God uh, as he prophesied through Paul and different writers of the New Testament that there, there was coming a falling away of the church and also a restoration of the church. And uh, I think it would be good uh, to maybe deal with that in the next session. Oh, that would be wonderful. And and uh, so in our next session, we want to deal with that about the church and how that Satan got into the church and defiled it and made it lukewarm and powerless and took it off its original foundation. And then the promised restoration, because Jesus said, I will build a church right. and that church, the gates of hell will not prevail Amen. against it. Amen. So I'm, I'm convinced that here, you know, in the end game, that Jesus will have a church Absolutely. that the gates of hell will not prevail against. That's right. And in our next session, I, we'd like to talk to you about this church that God is raising up in the end time because prophecy will be fulfilled. There will be a rapture yes, for the right. church yes, of Jesus sir. Christ. Amen. There will be a bride without spot or wrinkle. Praise God bless you. Thank you for joining with the ministry team at Evening Light Tabernacle. For more information on what you have heard today, please visit us at eveninglight.net. May God bless you.